start. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the show. And 
The Mondo film was a genre that started out, well, in the late 20s with Son of a Nagi and things like that. Most of them were just were just uh, racist films where you get to get to see the native girls go around and shake their boobies. And they made money <laughs> off them boobies shaking, but they called them native. They called them cultural documentaries, but they were racist as shit. And with me tonight is uh, Fred. And don't you agree that the early, early Mondos were just, look at them black people. They're just heathens with the big old boobies hanging out. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. I mean, Africa Adido, made in 1966. If you watched that film, you were just like, what the fuck is going on in Africa? Holy shit. I mean, every other scene is either them killing each other or killing other animals, you know? Killing animals, killing animals, and killing each other. So it was just like this complete fucking, what the hell am I watching? I rented that with friends of mine. It was a double feature. We got that and Mondo Kana. Jacopetti and uh, Prosperi. They made big money with their unexpected worldwide hit, Mondo Canane, which was the same thing. It just looked, it was just one of those where it's like, look how weird them foreigners are. And those yeah, movies and think- were big fucking hits. Hell, more, the theme song from uh, uh, Mondo Canane was a fucking Oscar winner for best song. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that, that it actually went up for an Academy fucking award. And literally, it, and you want to talk about racism, it would like, here's here's New Guinea. And he'd show people like fucking bathing with pigs and shit. And here's America. And it's a woman, you know, in her backyard feeding a baby with a baby bottle and this trimly, gra- you know, trimmed fucking grass and roses and they just that that was the whole movie they just kept comparing scenes from america look how civilized we are holy shit look at them foreigners so you want to talk about xenophobic fucking fodder (laughs) yeah and if america if we wanted to see a girl fucking a pig we'd have to go rent a ron jeremy movie (laughs) the pig farmer's daughter (laughs) something weird video (laughs) yeah but yeah, by, by this time, uh, Faces of Dancing came out, but it really wasn't the VHS flaming insane classic. And we yeah. had, and this is important too, uh, uh, Rolling Thunder taxi driver Paul Schrader wrote those. And he had a brother, Leonard Schrader, and we're going to give a little background on him before we start on there. This is taken from the big book, Cinema Sewer Volume 2 or Cinema Sewer 13. Go for the big volumes because I think this one is out of print. Written by the great Robin Bougie. Look up Robin Bougie online and go there and buy some of his stuff. Uh, Cinema Sewer books uh, and his dirty comics. He's just good. Nice. I was going to bring up um, another good book. If you're interested in learning the history of Mondo films, I don't have my copy anymore, but in the 90s came out a book called The Killing for Culture. And it covers the entire... Yeah, and if you could track that book down, it's hard to find now. If you do find it, you're going to be spending probably about 50 to 100 bucks for it now. But if you're a film fan and you want to know the whole 
backstory of how these um, films rose. That's a great book, The Killing for Culture. Uh, Firearms are rooted in gloomy childhood memories for Leonard Schrader. His father's brother committed suicide when Lynn was eight years old. Five years later, the same uncle's eldest son killed himself on the anniversary of his father's death. Five more years later, his second son committed suicide on the same day. The remaining son was said to have lived constant fear of taking his own life as well. Leonard's branch in the family tree was soaked in blood. Imagine having to live with just that. Now, was who wrote that? Paul. Leonard Schrader. That was Leonard and Paul's Leonard. family. His uh, all of yeah. his uncle, his uncle and his uncle's basically all of his uncle's sons either killed herself or were afraid that they would kill themselves one day. Yeah. And they were strictly religious. They were from the um, Calvinist church. So they were Calvin, yeah. which is a very, you know, strong-handed religion. Like, And to them, they became obsessed with films because, according to the church, if you watch films, especially horror cinema or anything like that, you were going to hell. Just watching films in general, you went to hell. So these guys grew up in, like, what you just described and the Calvinist religion – which only made them obsessed with becoming filmmakers, which is great. Yeah. And uh, when they got their start and started doing successful, like after Paul did uh, Taxi Driver, which Leonard helped him wrote some on, his parents wrote him a letter and says, I'm sorry that you boys are going to go to hell and we won't see you in heaven. That's harsh. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> so you can really just guess that, you know, with all that violence, he and his brothers were obsessed with guns. And in 1982, he decided to really make a, a movie about it, which we, this is unlike most of the documentaries which came out of this. And Doc and the Mondo before this, this is a, this one's got balls because it's a sincere movie, trying to explain where does all of this gun violence come from. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's different than the rest of the whole shockumentaries that came out, because most of them were just like, ooh, look, car crashes, ooh, look, death. This one actually tried to give a tone of, hey, there's something really wrong with America. It doesn't preach at Well, it does preach, but it doesn't come at you like, well, what we need to do is get rid of guns or become hippies. or. But it just says, hey, look, this is America. you know. And coming before it with like what we just talked about with the Mondo films showing other countries, ooh, look at those horrible fucking foreigners – this one brings it right home and says, hey, this is happening right in your fucking backyard. This is happening down the street from you. This is happening at your churches. This is happening at your fucking daycare centers. Hey, look, it just happened to your fucking president. Yeah, so. Yeah. Didn't hold any punches. And all of you younglings who have seen this, you probably seen it back in 2016 for the first time. 90% of us old, old film fans we seen it yeah. for the first time in fucking 2016. 
unless yeah. you imported or got b- crappy bootlegs. This I had a really crappy not. bootleg. <laughs> oh, I did too. We all did. But none of this movie was not shown by America. No distributor would touch it. They wouldn't say why. But I can guess why. But they would not touch this movie. And if you watch sport TV, crime TV today, hell, even David Fincher's story about the HB about the FBI profilers pretty much steals from this fucking movie. Yeah, this movie plays out like a almost like a crime documentary. You know, it, it's very. I mean, like I said, you watch you you can watch like. Um, Faces of Death, or Traces of Death, even, which isn't even a fucking, doesn't even pretend to be a documentary. But um, Faces of Death, you watch that, it's just like hokey, you know, killings. When you watch this one, there's a narrator describing why there's crime. Look in this area, you know, and it gives statistics of violence in America. Like I said, they they actually admit it. This is a warning for those who haven't seen this before who are watching it with, with YouTube link I included. This is the real deal. This is news footage. Yeah, it's news footage, and they also rode around with cops to record. So the, a lot of it they film themselves. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ooh, and I had to prepare that, myself for this one. Yeah. Let's get started with the killing of America. We are at the main menu right now. We're on, we're watching the English version. There is a Japanese version on here that's nastier and about 20 minutes longer, but we're not touching that because the English the version, which is the one we commentated on, you can get that easy to watch this with us on YouTube. Yeah. And thank you to Severin for putting this out on a beautiful copy, even though I doubt they're going to be making hardware Santa Sangre money on this bad boy. (laughs) But Severin, yeah, thank you. Severin Films put this out in America because it was banned for so long, you couldn't find it anywhere. No one would touch it. You didn't even see it in cable during the they would put on anything years. Yeah, no, no. This was this one was buried, but we'll get into it once we start the film. <laughs> okay, and here we go, and we're gonna start the film. Let me get the sound on here. Come on. Yep. And here we go in five, four, three, two. One push play. All the film you're All about the to see you're about is to real. See is real. <laughs> Nothing has been staged. This is no bullshit, folks. This is a last warning. Yeah. And this was a Japanese American co production. Yeah, it, I mean, just yeah, look here at you this. go. It's high. T- oh. <laughs> I know. This motherfucker. I mean, not even a chance to get him to drop the gun, just drop the gun. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You think that poor pastor and, getting killed and that they got killed a week ago is new? No. Nothing yeah. is new. We're just more aware of it. Yeah. 
And this film, back in its day, was brave enough to shine a light on it. Like I said before, we were talking about other countries, all their, all how fucked up they are, and this film was the first one to say, eh, America, maybe you ought to shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. You're not so innocent yourself. <laughs> Leonard Schrader and Shaco Schrader was his wife. Yeah. But, yeah, he loved guns, he owned guns, but he was scared of guns. And that was the thing. Back then, we were a gun-fearing society. Yeah, I mean, my dad had a bunch of them in the fucking house. (laughs) And all these shops right there in the porn shops, you could go get a cheap-ass $15 Saturday night special, a little copper-plated pearl-handled 38 without any just thing. You could just walk in and buy it like you would a candy bar. Yeah, my dad had three of them. I remember he, we, we went to New York a few times when I was a little kid, and he would pop into one of those porn shops, come out with some, some fucking 8-millimeter uh, film reels, and, oh, Dad, look, what's that shiny thing? Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this was shot at a showing of a, a, a midnight movie, Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, that girl was dressed as uh, Columbia. Yeah. No, the, the, the film, they, um, what's great is they set up, like, the they show you the seedy, shitty part of America. And I know the Japanese yeah. does it even more. They'll show, like, look See, how right beautiful there, America he is. He has yeah. a twenty two automatic, you know, yeah. steel pistol. A Saturday night special. Yeah. Yeah, the Japanese cut shows a lot more of, like, beautiful America before it gets into the shit. Yeah, the American cut, American is like, fuck this. Yeah. So the director said um, they filmed this uh, detective they were interviewing about the horrors of working the bee and the death safety. They said they actually, there's a part of a bar, in most bars, there's always, like, a back room. That's usually the cop's room. Where they go to unwind. Yeah, yeah there you go. They all go this there, get guy, drunk, and talk about how shit This guy is a dirty motherfucker. He got kicked out of being the L.A. Uh, uh, D.A. Look how many fucking, fucking Saturday Night Specials are there. <laughs> fucking sawed uh, off 22. <laughs> I've done that. I took a shotgun once, sawed off the handle and the barrel, kept it around with me for a while. But, that was a big thing, I especially mean, Zucchi, in the 70s. He made himself out to be the corner of the stars. He took over all of the big cases. Then it turned out he fucked them all up, and then he was fired. Yeah. But, yeah, this is the side you don't see on the 6 o'clock news right here. Yeah. And you yeah, wonder why the blacks are so... Be. For all you innocents, and you wonder why the blacks are so pissed off when Trayvon got shot, when that boy got shot. Yeah. I mean, look yeah, at that. Yeah, they filmed this in The Rampart They shot this unit. in Watts. The, the, yeah. All this was shot by the film crew. They And they hired um, Willie Current, who was most notably famous for shooting in actual war zones, like Vietnam. Yeah. And, you know, he was a cameraman in, different, in like, Afghanistan and shit like that. And 
um, what's that other one? Cambodia. Yeah. You know, he would go to those places to film. So when they were like, well, we're going into Watts, he's like, oh, all right, well, what we're going to do, and he made them dress specifically. He was like, first of all, dress so you blend in with the background. You don't want to look like a cop, a detective, or an officer, or undercover. Dress like a normal, everyday Joe. You're going to dress down. And he also had to wear a bulletproof vest, the film yeah. crew, while they were filming these You movies. know how they, they always said, make fun of Tarantino can't say he's black. Tarantino can't say he's black. Yeah. Tarantino lived in the Heights when I was a kid. He lived in this fucking part yeah. of town like Watts. If you were white, yeah. you did not go into the motherfucking Heights. They said the day they uh, filmed he, these um, autopsy scenes, they said, yeah. the guy, they were like, why, do you normally have this many bodies in here? He's like, eh, sometimes more. <laughs> He's like, we have them stacked up in the other room where we can't fucking get to them all in a day. Yeah, right here. They got them stacked up like cordwood. Yeah. So many bodies. And look at all these red tags are guns. And really, yeah, that was it right there. You would go to the carnivals. We'd shoot the guns. We'd watch yeah. the movies. We'd watch the old West cowboy fights, you know. Yeah, and the movies always make you look like you get shot. Oh, this big dramatic fall dance. In real life, you get shot, you just drop like a ton of bricks. You and we got to admit, we didn't it. like him as a president, but Ronald Reagan was a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he got shot up and lived. <laughs> he got shot the fuck up, shot in the liver, didn't sell it. This motherfucker was shot right in the arm. Look at him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Reagan, bullet shattered. Flashed up his liver. Left But here's lung. something that's funny. Back in the 80s, I used to collect um, Target Video VHSs. And they were, you know, different punk yeah. rock bands trying to get their names out there. And Target Video, this was yeah. like a, in almost every other punk rock video at the time. is like Reagan getting shot and then, you, then the song would start playing. <laughs> it's like, ah. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone hated Reagan back then. So every, every other punk song was We all hated Reagan. Reagan back then. John Hinckley. Yeah. This motherfucker killed killed Reagan because he wanted to fuck Jodie Foster. Yeah, he was upset with Jodie Foster. Look at it, he's Foster. still no selling getting shot like that. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> what are you going to do when you get home? Sit down. Yeah, yeah, he walked out of the hospital. Well, I mean, this was the tough cowboy America, you know? This yeah. was the day where everybody was a big badass. And we're back to that again. And back and to right guys here, walking around with guns. Really, Look at us, we're a bunch of badasses. Yeah. We were all so this happy what makes and this stuff. Film. The thing was is that we had killers like Carl Chessman, uh, Charles yeah. Starkweather. Yeah. But they weren't on TV. You'd read about them in the paper or the police gazettes. Yeah. See, this is and all of these brilliant. like race killings like that. They tried to yeah. say America was less violent back in. I don't know. I don't see many motherfuckers on the TV nowadays beating the shit out of motherfuckers with chairs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, this is what this film makes this film set apart from other shockumentaries, is they actually give you some context. Like, they show you, hey, here's a part of America that everyone wants to dream about and say, this is what I remember the good old days. 
and then they'll cut to, you know, and it's like Elvis Presley and, you know, rock and roll, you know, um, sock hops and shit. Yeah. And then he's like, but this was also happening in that time. Race riots. Yeah. People being murdered. <laughs> you're so gay or black in America. <laughs> yeah. Imagine you're watching gay or this black live on TV. That would have fucked me up. That fucked up the whole country. Yeah, it makes me think of the Misfits song, Bullet, <laughs> which is about JFK's assassination. Oh, and going back to Hinckley, there was a punk band called JFA, Jody Foster's Army. And, of course, you know, <laughs> it was a punk rock band about Reagan. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's what I love about this one. Yeah. And we're going to tell the, us the, something that most punk bands really don't want to know. Most punk bands were full of shit smart asses. They didn't take this shit seriously. It's the motherfuckers who got pissed off at the stuff that took it seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like They're a like, big, hey, we named our name, uh, uh, Jody Foster sucks my dick. Look, she's standing out there going, motherfucker, yeah. why'd you name like that? Yeah. <laughs> Jody Foster's army, yeah. They're all yeah. standing there, a bunch I of hate, please. just like, <laughs> oh, You know, the dead you. Kennedys. Rebel flag, motherfucker, <laughs> burn your ass. Yeah. Well, this is That's Texas. Real, a real southerner and a fake southerner. A fake southerner will fly a rebel flag. A real southerner yeah. will fly a rebel flag above a fire as he's burning it. <laughs> Texas is the reason that the president's dead. <laughs> That's a line from Misfits. <laughs> yeah, well, but, he was I mean, a Catholic but... and, uh, you know... We didn't like no Catholic because the Pope was running the damn country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, most Americans are Protestant, I think. Yeah. And I want to know there has to be more than one shooter because no one person could have shot somebody. Nobody could have been that good. Even the miracle shot. Yeah. Well, Bill Hicks said it best. He's like, yeah, I've been to that tower where, Ken, you know, supposedly Kennedy got shot. And I looked down, and I was like, wow, this is historically accurate. There's no one there. Yeah. <laughs> Basically saying that he wasn't the shooter, that he was shot from the grassy knoll. He's like, the bullet didn't come from that fucking angle. Well, <laughs> did basically you see that fucking saying. tree that was in front yeah. of the building? At the time of the shot, that tree was so high, you couldn't even see through it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that fucked everybody up. Well, that's what they said. That was the start of what they believed. Yeah, this was the start. And this is new footage just showing that, you know. Yeah, and that's what the filmmakers are trying to do. They were trying to argue that in 1963, President Kennedy's assassination pretty much released Unreleased something in America, like something really insidious that's always innocent. been there. Yeah, it's always been there, you know. And and they talk about like like in an interview they said um, the country's been festering since the uh, post-war, you know, days. And they just it just once he was assassinated, you know, all hell broke loose. The disenfranchised was finally saying fuck this, we're coming up. You know, they want and to make plus, a film that hit the audience with a flick camera. I mean, really. Yeah. If when Ruby shot 
Oswald. That killed our chances. If we had had a bullshit trial that would have convicted him, that pretty yeah. much would have satiated it because we would have had a way of saying, well, they went through the motions and he was convicted by yeah. a trial. A closer, a closure. They would yeah. Have closure. But even I mean, they everyone, get the even. Word. Yeah. I mean, even back then, though, people were like, yeah, nah, there's something wrong with this. <laughs> yeah, especially those of us that shoot. He got shot downwards, and the motherfucker got shot in the upper left chest. How the fuck can a bullet do that? Yeah, with a, with a, with a bullshit Russian gun. <laughs> yeah, with a cheap $12 rifle with the sights all fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, no, yeah, and this hell, is. Those I mean, and nearly this, impossible to shoot something accurate with in the first goddamn place. Yeah, but that's what they said. It was all festering. Everything in America was festering. You had the image of America, and then you had what was going on with America. And once Kennedy yeah, got assassinated, America. that flag was pulled back, and you saw the ugliness of it. Yeah, and Mississippi burning, that case happened two times. Yeah. The three freedom workers that were killed down in Mississippi, all the, the yeah. blacks that were hung by down in Mississippi, Martin Luther King's death. Yeah, when did Whitman happen? That happened in 66, right? Yeah, it's all in yeah. this little bubble, all you know. Just, yeah. It just, like, exploded. So they traced it to Kennedy. That's when the veil was pulled back. That's when you saw the ugliness of America. It, it boiled up to the point to where it killed the president. And then we got into the first war that America didn't win. Yeah. And then the sixties happened. Then the late sixties happened with the hippies. <laughs> yeah, the hippie days were the best times in the world, man. Yeah, but no, the hippies <laughs> only lasted less than a year. Fuck you. <clears throat> The real days yeah. of what we would call hippie lasted from about 65 to the summer of 66, the day of the death of hippie. Yeah. And even Jack Ruby was just fucking murdered by this fucking pencil neck uh, uh, nudie club owner. Yeah, this is like a daily thing in America. It's just like constantly happening. One fucked up yeah. event after that. Which is why this film is probably relevant now. Because we're like, oh shit. Oh yeah, this movie is still up. relevant. That's yeah. why people don't you know. But it's funny. It's like, they're right. Since Kennedy's assassination, things just kept getting worse and worse and worse, you know? I mean, in the 70s, you kind of had like a lull. Like everyone wanted to you know, drop out mentally and listen to folk, you know, singers and songwriters, the folk collection type shit, you know, and porn was yeah. big. So everybody tried dropping out again, but it didn't work, you know, it just. You know, man, I knew a lot about uh, five or six people who didn't get that shot and watch man of the comedian behind the bush at Daily Plaza. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shot Kennedy, yeah. They're saying it was the comedian. Yeah, he yeah. was a second shooter. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, look, there had to be a sec- second shooter. 
right yeah. there is the best place to shoot him. Yeah. You could shoot him and get the fuck away. Yeah, see, even back then they knew there was something wrong, you know? Yeah, and there's Martin Luther King. Yeah. Yeah, Martin Luther so King did a bad Luther. thing. He tried to peacefully get everyone to come and together I, and not fight. Yeah. He was anti-war. He was actually uh, a socialist. Yeah. Motherfucker still kept saying to the day he died he didn't do it. Yeah, and actually I think the family won a court case against the FBI and the police. That they set it up. And here you yeah. go, the riots, yeah. And uh, he was played by the KKK. And you know what ironic yeah. thing is? One of the guys who is rumored to have paid it what? was involved in the Larry Flint shooting. Oh, Jesus. All right. That I didn't know. All this footage, I'm watching it because it's um in various... Uh, Punk rock music videos from the 80s. <laughs> and actually, yeah. the sound Yeah, and where do you think they got it from? From this documentary, because everybody had yeah. a bootleg of this shit back then. <laughs> well, it's funny, the, um, what is it, the sound guy, he actually was a punk rocker himself. Um, what was his name? Yeah. Um, this Val, is a Val true Kukulowski. punk rock move. Yeah, Val Kukulowski, Kukulowski, I think his name is. Um, yeah. I know he did the sound on Independence Day, Stargate, Virtuosity, and he was the editor. Yeah. But he was the editor for um, Story of a Junkie. He did DOA, The Rite of Passage, the punk rock film, yeah. and the Lucifer Complex. So he was, and he did a bunch of like these punk rock music videos. So he was doing all this like shit, you know, which got him noticed. They were like, "Hey, you do like guerrilla style editing and." Sound like you know how to, yeah. you know, really punch it up because he did music yeah. videos. He's like, yeah. So when you watch, I mean, really, when the, these... if you remember the death, the first death tapes, or the early nineties were done by guys in the punk scene. Yeah. Like uh, the one that Mr. Mike's uh, Ma, uh, Mondo video. Do you remember who did that one? No. Mike Patton. Oh, there you go. Well, he said so much of this seems familiar outside of this movie because I've seen it all in punk rock videos and compilations yeah. from the 80s. Yeah, and there's Kent State, which I think is sad yeah, that, that we've really forgotten today. Well, I, I posted about it online. No one, no one yeah, knew what I the mean, fuck I was posting. Yeah, I mean, having a like, yeah. time there, weren't they? Cop hit yeah, a creep. Yeah, shooting. Uh, yeah. To quote Frank Zappa, cop hit a creep. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> yeah. That's what I loved about those hippie guys. We will overcome. Holy shit, they got guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why didn't was, uh, they realize that's where it was going to end up with them either getting their assholes stomped in by these guys or shot by the cops? It's inevitable. Yeah. yeah, these are what? The strikers, right? Yeah. 
the union strikers and shit. And look, they're rallying behind the flag, boys. Yeah. And I love again. That's why this this shot commentary is different. Shots from Vietnam, right here. Yeah. But that's why I love this film. It's like, oh, here you go. Wait, no, I got. Yeah. So the setup for that scene where he just shoots the Vietnamese uh, guy's head is they were like, what do you do with Viet Cong when you catch him? He says, I'll show you what we do with them. And he just walks up and shoots the guy in the face. I mean, the side of the head. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brutal one. But, yeah, no, the whole, that's why this shockumentary is different than all the other ones. It shows you contrast. It shows you what's going on in Vietnam while the same thing was happening in America. Just violence. It seemed like violence was breaking out all over the world. Yeah, Mayor Daly, who basically told, well, no, no, basically, he told the cops, if you see anybody that's a dissident or you consider a dissident, beat the living fuck out of them. Yeah. And here we are at Kent State, when the National Guard just shot all the motherfuckers. Yeah. Now, one of these photos was admittedly uh, doctored. I forgot which one it is, but the director talked about... There's George Wallace. He was a total son of (laughs) a bitch and a racist. (laughs) Yeah. Am I gonna am I gonna be a hypocrite and say he deserved to be shot? Hell no. <laughs> no one deserves to be shot. But that proves that both sides were fucking vicious and shit. Yeah. Well, it's kind of getting like that again. I, I get scared when I see online. It's like we're, you know, you got these um, conservatives like, oh well. Oh, liberals are weak, and liberals are like, I'll shoot your ass. Liberals aren't supposed to have guns. Oh, yeah? I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Where the I fuck are we headed again? Gun, but I got 5,000 bullets. Can you yeah. run? <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss you once, but I ain't missing you the other 4,900. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But, yeah, you know, most of these killings of the political guys were just nobodies. Yeah. They just walked off I the mean, street. I mean, really? Just like, a drifter. Yeah. Just someone sitting at home going, you know, I don't like how things are going. Yeah, how's that a bitch? He don't have no chance to be elected in America because he's stuck in a wheelchair. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no comment yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, Robert. Kennedy. Elections are being just. Dis- yeah, this one hurt. <laughs> this one hurt uh, the left real bad. This JFK is was the only one and- I can say. He, this one was legitimately just done by a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. There's just no way to try to say there was a conspiracy. No. There he is, Sirhan, Sirhan. I mean, just listen to him. He's just yeah. a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I said, wow, that guy's really nice. <laughs> and then he ends up shooting him. He just, like, comes in and shoots the asshole. You know, every day I wish God, that damn. sucker was alive. Oh, shit. Yeah. Get me out of here. <laughs> God, 
I keep forgetting how long ago this shit is. But then it's yeah. like when I think about it, it's like so far back. It's like, did that even happen? Yeah, they tried to say it's because he's from Palestine. No, it's just because yeah. motherfucker. That's Crazy, one thing yeah, that nah. most people are not able to wrap their minds around. Sometimes they're just crazy motherfuckers out there. Why is yeah. it so hard Their hand to hand was definitely just a nut. Crazy. You know, it has to be a conspiracy. It was FBI. It was Hoover. What about he was just no, fucking he... crazy? No, 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 it can't be that. Why? Uh, it's just never that simple. They <laughs> left all the people that they gang killed. Yeah. This is very reminiscent of um the way they're interviewing him, the way they yeah. did it in um, Natural Born Killers when they interviewed him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was the For thing. For an unseen like, movie, I this remember... was one of the most influential fucking movies, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's like, okay, this came out, got more bootlegs, saw all these scenes in different punk videos, and then it kind of like that whole death culture thing disappeared, and then... The 90s hit where every where weirdness was cool. Everyone was going to be, you know, a professional clown or or in a rock band. And then there was um, oh, Those what's his name? Serial killer that trading fucking... cards. Yeah. Then it became the big thing, like serial killers, mass shooters, you know. And all these videos came out. Then there was the Columbine shooting. Then there was what a uh, um, uh, duck, the Carbine Massacre. Remember that little movie? I had the director of that on the show. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so you know that film. So, yeah, that came out. Yeah, I know that story, how he was arrested because they filmed it on school grounds. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, we had all this outsider dangerous culture. Yeah, and it just, like, something happened in the 90s where it just, like, you know, busted out again. Like I used to go to shops in New York and I was always looking for this film. Every time I went to New York to their, you know, you'd have to go to like a porno shop to get, see their good horror sections. Couldn't go to like a regular video store. You had to go to a horror shop, a porn shop. And I would go in and look, and they usually had like the pornos downstairs or upstairs, but you walk into the front and they would have their horror sections. It's like the Lauren street people. And I'd walk in and I was always looking for this film, but I'd see, like, a hundred different knockoffs of it. I'd see, like, you know, bands from television, Death, you know. What was the other one? World of Death. And it was, like, um, yeah. all these, like, VHS tapes that were there, too. Because, you know, VHS and DVD, they were still kind of side by side. I Everyone tripled in 10 years. Yeah. And there was all these, like, weird videos I'd buy where it was, like, um like some cult leader talking, then it'd show like some death scene, then another cult leader talking or some like weird aerobics, alien aerobics type thing. So it was, yeah. it was called a mind pollution tape. A friend of mine used to make oh, a mind pollution yeah. tape. Yeah, here Here's you go. one of the big three. <laughs> if you're walking along with us. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was the first no reason kill. He was one of the first no reason killers. Yeah. Well, later he they just, said that one the day his mind happen. just snapped yeah. and he just went up on top of that. 
there. Yeah, the, mil- the military actually and admitted, though, they did, like, psychi- um, psychedelic tests on him with different nar- uh, narcotics to try to alter his mind because they were oh, trying to develop something for military uh, use. The latter test? Either that or it was, like, the ultra- MK Ultra test. It was like that yeah. kind of shit, you know, like that. And uh, what like that, that like, was uh, is that they took our shoulders and dosed them with LSD and heavy psychotropic drugs. Yeah. In an attempt to make them better killers. Yeah, and that's that's what um, Whitman was involved in. And then one day he just yeah. killed his mom and fucking climbed up a tower with a fucking box full of weapons and. Just unleashed on fucking society. Yeah. Yeah, this was the. This and my was the dad next said they said did do the that dad. in the army after Whitman uh, did that. They said, yeah. This guy was taught by the United States Marines, to quote Full Metal Jacket, to be a killer. He killed 32, 12 people with the da da da. Yeah. And that's the cop that killed him. Yeah. And uh, one of the best films made about the Whitman experience is um, The Deadly Tower with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Well, that one, did you ever see that with, one? Uh, Boris Karloff. Target. Yeah. Yeah, The Deadly Tower and Target, those are the two best Whitman movies. Yeah. I always like the one with Kurt Russell because he's just... It's like looking at his little baby face, yeah, <laughs> little young Kurt Russell. Well, look, Ugh. that's who Whitman was. He was a baby face. Yeah, he was. Fifty. I think I still have my own. People. It was, Fifty. Oh, God, well, yeah, I have my um uh, serial killer card on Whitman. I still have mine. Yeah. I don't have too many. Of my I kept my Ed Gein and my Charles Whitman one. Yeah, I, I used to have the serial killer cards from the nineties. And nowadays, you st- you see all of your our generation that were raised on the serial killer cards. We're the ones who watch the ID channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it we're prevented minors from buying guns by mail. Yeah. Yeah. How fucked up does that make you feel that you could just order guns through mail? <laughs> Back then, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, Bowling for Columbine symbol. was like a copycat of this. Hundred million guns. There yeah, this movie is like a gun advocate's. Yeah, like you said, you said this. This movie is like a gun advocate's worst nightmare for people yeah. seeing this movie because it shows you the horrors of like what happens with shootings. Yeah, the so real the, um, video, the reality, yeah. no overdramatic. I mean, I love the fact that the narrator is so monotone. There's no emotion yeah. in his voice. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's a real documentary. Like, you watch some of these, it's just like, and then he kills him, and oh, you know, they, they dramatize yeah. it. This guy's just How saying, someone look, becomes here's such the, a bloodthirsty maniac. Yeah, no, this guy's just like, here's the facts. This is what it is, black and white. Don't fucking think about it. 
or yeah, take it out. Yeah, and that's what people yeah. don't want you to see. They don't want us to see just the facts. They want to hyperbole. Yeah. You know, they got to put bullshit on top of it. Yeah. You like bowling for combine? You can go on this bank and open an account and get a gun. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, this one look and how cold-blooded this is. There's no emotion in these two yeah. motherfuckers' face. That says a lot more than any hyperbole could ever do. You see this? And just so like this is this is before like um, sensational television, which again was picked up in the '90s. Like you couldn't turn on TV without hearing about fucking killers and serial killers, and you know that's what Natural Born Killers was making fun of. How the media exploited killing. You know, they yeah. tried to make it, oh, oh, tittalizing. So this film didn't tittalize. You couldn't watch this film and be like, oh, man, that was so cool. Holy shit, did you fucking see that? This movie you watch, like, like watching this film with my friend, like, I've seen all, like, the Mondo shockumentary shit with my friends, and we used to laugh, get high, get drunk, and fucking be like, oh, man, that's fucked up. We watched this one, and we were just sitting there like, God damn it. This is this sucks. Not the movie yeah. sucking, but like killing ain't fucking cool, you know? <laughs> Even the news nowadays have a bullet. Uh a man brutally kills a poor defenseless eighty five year old grandmother today. Yeah. Now sports Yeah. Well yeah, it's all titillation titillation and, and started in the nineties, you know, current affair and all those dramatic fucking shows, you know, we're going to do an hour special on killers. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I still have a Charles bunch of my, Manson. um, and you couldn't go you into a video it, store. Like it happens every day. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and dad were out in Phoenix when that happened. He said that, said it scared the shit out of them. Really? My uh, grandmother used to tell me stories about the um the town in the, uh the town that dreaded sundown. That killer, they, she was a she was living in the county over from that. When it was yeah, happening, she was in Texarkana. Yeah, she was living right across from where that was happening. Yeah, like I just, just wanted to make a name for herself. I've seen motherfuckers like that nowadays. They just act, just yeah. you know. Oh, Brenda Spencer. <laughs> she was cute. <laughs> I would have dated her. In case you're wondering why in the name of hell did he play before this grim, depressing movie, a cheery song like the Boomtown Rats, I Don't Like Monday. Well... It's about this case, Brenda Spencer, right here. Yep. I didn't uh. even realize it until I first seen this movie. And then they get to the point where they say, Brenda, why did you do it? And she says, I just don't like Mondays. And my mind went, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like Mondays. <laughs> and then I went and immediately to the song again. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Jackets. She said, Mondays are always so boring. <laughs> oh, man. God she, damn it. There's just 
dog. Understanding how, I mean, she just woke up one morning, grabbed a rifle, and killed. She really hasn't spoken of this since it happened. Only thing yeah, she said nah. was like that, you know, Mondays, are, I don't like Mondays. Yeah. That's all she said. I just wanted to be known for something, like the other guy. And Whitman, you know. No, Mama went the tower started shooting. popping. He said he set fire to his New York high school. Killed yeah. him. Yeah, this is when the documentary really gets grim, like when it gets closer to more, you know, modern time. Well, back then, 1980s modern. Like, yeah. it just kept, like... Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason. It was, like he said, the birth of the new um, yeah, I mean, killer. The people that just killed the kill. It's easy to really watch tragedies like Kennedy's and stuff easy. But then you get these motherfuckers. Damn, don't worry, we're only shooting whites today. Yeah, serial killers. Like, there's nothing more horrifying than someone just wants to kill you, you know? Yeah, freaking. I mean, there's no reason. There's no matter. They just bam, bam, bam. Bam bam. Yeah. Well, as we glamorize um, too the much in media name. nowadays with all this uh, criminal minds and all this. Yeah. Trying to explain everything, but I like um. There was an author. He sub. He authored several um books on serial killers. I think his last name is Schletzer. Yeah. And he he actually said something. It's like in an interview, he says the serial killer when he kills, he wants to take what he's feeling, whether it's pain or joy. And transfer to the person he's killing. That's why it's so intimate when they stab or gut or fuck yeah. the corpse. Because and if you there's notice, an a lot of these black spree killers are just killing whites. Yeah. Yeah, well, really I mean, was, the, racial, a, the racial bend really was that bad back then. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but, I mean, they had good reason. Like, you know, as the documentary discusses, you know, while America was, like, partying and everything was all hunky-dory sock hop and Elvis Presley, they were fucking oppressed since the slave days. They just they just never rose up. There was, you know, yes, slavery is over, but, oh, yeah, he just jumps to his death. Yeah, this this is when it gets more into like oh shock, you know, just photos of people dead, which reminds me of like traces of death was like that the original. Oh, here you got Charles Manson. This is when they yeah, said Charles Manson. America. This was the 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 final nail in the innocence of America was Charles Manson. That was the final yeah. nail in the coffin. Even today, the we're America still ama- we're still obsessed with the Manson killings. I have yeah. looked it up. There is over 300 Manson or Manson-esque movies out there. Yeah. My favorite will always be Helter Skelter, though. <laughs> and that is bullshit. That, that He did not choose a house at random. He chose no. Terry Melcher's house. Why? Yeah. Because he knew the layout. Yeah. Well, he used to... He used to um, Try to be a musician with like the Beach Boys and shit. He was he knew all these rich people. Yeah. He hung out with them. In the nineties, if you went to the head shops and knew how to ask, you could get copies of his albums. Yeah. 
I have the one that's um, called Lie, where it's his um, songs. Some are actually really good. Yeah, some Samantha are really Girl good, but too. actually he's just your average middle-of-the-road folk singer hippie songs. Yeah. Songs. Well, he said he wasn't even a hippie. He said the, the hippies are the kids I'm with. He was like, I'm from the beatniks. I'm more of a beatnik than a hippie. He said, I just latched yeah, on to the whole hippie culture because... Yeah. Stop pollution. The way this motherfucker looks when he goes there. Yeah. If you're watching at home, yeah. Environment. How creepy is that with half of his head shaved and eyebrows shaved? Yeah, he shaved half of his face and head, and yeah, and he did it to save the uh, environment. Who's the other one um, from the 90s that got caught? Uh, Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski, yeah. blo- uh, the male Unabomber. bomber. Yeah, the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah, there's the good old son of Sam right there. Yeah, talk to a fucking dog and shot brunettes. Or blonde. Yeah, blonde he was or brunette caught by killing? dumb fucking luck. Yeah. If he would have paid his fucking parking tickets, he would have got caught. Yeah, he would have kept going. What was that movie? Oh, that shit. Jimmy Spike Jones. Yeah. I, now, this guy was I, I a hate to say devil. it like this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. This was the first one I fucking remember as a kid. Yeah. I actually have on, um, again, from the 90s when uh, when serial killers are big and you can get everything. There was um, a website that's now banned. Like, you could, like they took it down. It was called Mike's Hunt on Fire. Mike Hunt on Fire. Mike's Hunt on Fire. And um, that, that's where um, you can get a lot of paraphernalia. Serial killer paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Okay, I'm fucking that word up. But you can yeah. get, like, pieces of Eggman's house. You can get... Um, I got the recordings of Jim Jones. He had a tape recorder under his chair while the Jonestown massacre was happening, and you could hear everything. And I remember I listened to it, and it was horrifying. Yeah. I actually still have the CD. I have my yeah. my compact. And the two best movies about Jim Jones are Guyana Tragedy, which is the Mexican exploitation film. And the one with uh, Powers Booth in it. That one is the good. Yeah, I I, I never. I don't remember the Mexican one too much, but the Power Booth one was that. That was good. The Powers Booth one. (sighs) Cult members. They always nowadays you still see shows like Why Did the Jim Jones Family Did It? Because they saw him as God. Sometimes yeah, but the sad thing is just, <laughs> this shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still cultist mentalities going on. Look at our current, uh, you know, political situation. Like, people have got cult mentalities now. They'll yeah, defend these we blindly idiots to the follow, end. We blindly follow, you know. Oh, fuck it. I'll say it. I mean, you got the Democrats who are blindly following Biden, who's a piece of shit. And then Trumpers, Donald Trump's people are scary. They're literally going out with guns, storming fucking. Oh, and this um, fakes the whole time rumor. 
they did have oh, Flavor-Aid and Kool-Aid. Yeah. I don't know why that was such an argument in the 90s, but it was. I don't know. But the jokes are better when you say Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. This, I remember, used to be in the beginning of In Search Of. You remember that TV show? They always had yeah. Jim Jones dancing with the snake. <laughs> That's another great show, In Search Of. Oh, God, yeah. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> a of Tragedy was out in theaters 90 days after the Jim Jones massacre happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, people were were quick to jump on that one. I mean, over 900 people fucking dead in a jungle. Like, God damn it. (laughs) Committing suicide because some guy said so. And when I listened to the um, audio of it, there was something really creepy he said that, that, that I can never get out of my head. He goes, this isn't a sad suicide. This is a revolutionary suicide. And I just like yeah. that would either make a great fucking punk rock title, or fucking, or it's just creepy, you know. It, it, that always stuck with me yeah. when he said that. And you hear babies crying. It's like the worst shit you could listen to. Oh God, yeah. This was actual footage shot by the one of the cameraman that got shot. Yeah. Baby's first. Here we yeah, go. You hear it on the audio. Ooh, this was brutal. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a tough one to get through tonight. <laughs> I, I kind of tried, tried to prepare myself. <clears throat> Love one another. Yeah, you can't fuck with that. Reality will fuck you up more than anything. Yeah, no. I haven't watched a shockumentary in a long time. Like, like Thank in the nineties, I tried Thank to watch you. it. Yeah. Oh God. In the nineties, I watched as much as I could. Like, I went out and found everything. And oh Trace yeah, of the that death was, was the one. In the nineties, you know. Yeah. I literally were part of um a group of guys. We would mail each other when one of us got a videotape. We'd mail it to the other guy, and he'd mail us whatever new. He got, yeah. like, and that's how I saw the Bud Dwyer suicide. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Bud Dwyer, it, yeah, Bud Dwyer was the politician. Um, fuck him over and frame him for what he killed himself over. Yeah, he was innocent. He was actually fucking innocent, and he just pulled the gun out of a bag and shot his head, shot himself in the um, hey, throat in. mouth. Yeah. Yeah, this is chilling. The guy's just so calm about it. He's standing there with a gun, holding all these people hostage, you know, wearing his everyday clothes, just like, hey, sit down. Just just sit down. It's going to be okay. They actually did sort of a movie like this in the 90s. Uh, 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 I forget what the name of it was, but it was based, it had that whole scenario of a guy kidnapping the reporter. Oh, um, shit. Uh, I'm thinking of, um, that, that fucking Charlie Sheen film, The Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Where Henry Rollins and Charlie yeah, Sheen. Yeah, I mean. takes the girl hostage, yeah. What's scary is this guy's telling the truth. 
We're yeah. fighting over nickels and dime politicians giving us the same old shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's another guy who's just fed up with the system and he comes in with a gun and he wants to shoot the cops for the people. Yeah, he wants to go he's out and blaze the glory. Yeah. And the news reporter, she's standing there trying to like plead with him, which is horrifying. Yeah, but like, she's he's trying to so convince him to give him about it. I blew my girlfriend yeah. away tonight. Yeah, it was too late. He said, You know, fuck, like, I tell my girlfriend, you think I'm going to give up? Shit. Yeah, he knows it's over. He killed his girlfriend. There's at only home a few of the Mockingmondo films I would own myself. Like, I've got uh, the shockumentary the set that has uh, a strong version of Adio Zio Tom and Africa Adido and this. Mm. That's all I really need for my collection. Here's the only one that I watch. I own a couple different ones. Like, I have um, World of Death. I used to have the whole Traces of Death. I was going to get to that one, Traces of Death, because there shows the difference between this film, which actually has, you know, feelings to it and a message, like trying to play. It's an actual documentary. Traces of Death was literally news footage scenes of just death with death metal music playing over it. Yeah, that was the problem with hearing... the death tapes is each of them tried to be harder than the other ones. Yeah, it got to the point to where it didn't even try to say anything anymore. It was just like, look how graphic and gory we are. Yeah. You know, like the one tape I got from a, from a, one of the guys I used to write to, when he sent me the Bud Dwyer video, it was the complete whole Budweiser suicide with the news footage and everything. Yeah. And then, like, after he shoots himself and it goes to the news thing, then there was, like, a 10-minute loop of the gun just going off in his mouth. And I was just like, is this what we're, we become now? Like, like I'm sitting here, yeah. like, it's almost like porn. Like, oh, there's the money shot. Look at him fucking the cum going right through his skull. Bullet, 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 you know? Yeah, that they were all so, about the cum shot. The money shot. Yeah. There was nothing. No, oh, this one was brutal. brutal. Yeah, it was no, yeah, Mission Valley. I, I actually kind of remember this. <laughs> Hearing about it in the news. Ooh. It's that background noise that sells it. Yeah. I mean, look, it shows them getting shot. That don't have much impact. But just hearing those people, damn, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. It's the shit like that that keeps it, makes it real, you know. Yeah, no. Like they said, um, the director, he um, he was he asked, "How do you want to play this out?" And they were like, "We want it to be a sledgehammer in the face of the audience. We don't want it to be cool. We don't want it to be nice. We don't want to. We don't want to just make an exploitation film. We want to make something that makes people sit there going, "Holy shit, our society is fucked." And let them decide, yeah. well, what should we do to fix it, you know? Yeah. That's why, again, I could watch this one, but I can't watch the other ones anymore. What's the other Who one I have? Band band from television. The band that did a song about this guy? Who is it? 
This guy right here, the one that just taped the shotgun back in the head. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, because it was something about a bank loan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was. He wired the. Yeah, he wired the shotgun. Yeah. He wired the fucking gun to the, the <laughs> shotgun to the to you the guy's bastards. head. And I like policemen. Shut yeah. up, you dumb bastard. <laughs> and he had his finger on the trigger the whole time. Can you imagine that? Like walking around for days because this that this took a, like three or four days to yeah, play out. Yeah, three days. Do you think the cops would be that generous if that was a black man? No, no, no. And that's the thing I try to post all the time now online. It's like, yeah, these guys are walking up on our state capitals with fucking assault rifles. Let a kid with a candy bar and a hoodie walk on the street. He's fucking dead. But these white guys can walk up to the Capitol armed to the teeth like they're ready for fucking combat. And the cops just stand there like, oh, hey, Bill. Oh, hey, Bob. I'm here to protest the government, which is you, you know. All right, Bill, see you at tomorrow's clan meeting. Yeah. Even let him get yeah, a fucking a police car. <laughs> yeah, they gave him a fucking police car to get away <laughs> with a shotgun to a man's head. <laughs> yeah, compared to most, this is actually a kind of a funny bit because no one got killed. And just yeah, the idea no, of him no walking around with that guy with a shotgun taped to his head. Yeah. Three days kept going in front of reporters while the guy read off his manifesto. And then later, he just ended up in an institution and got out. That's actually kind of smart. Like, he had a wire wired to him, so if they shot him... It would pull the gun away and just still shoot the guy. Holy fuck. I never paid that close attention to that before. <laughs> I only had to make a treat this year and I don't miss with my fucking bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting like like absorbed back into this scene. Where he's fucking screaming. Yeah, I mean, this is so. This is just one of those. You guys are watching at home. The little guy can't relate to this guy parading around this rich prick around town. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is over. Yeah. <laughs> he thought I was a goddamn witch. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Good night, Dick. <laughs> I'm actually happy no one died. Yeah. I hope this doesn't go out on too much fun. I haven't got a goddamn nerve in my body. And he's parading around with a guy with a, uh, at the end of a shotgun. Yeah, nervous guy would have blown his goddamn brain off a long time ago. 
Yeah, but th- like you said, th- this one you can out- laugh at because it actually has a happy ending. No one died. Yeah. I don't think someone has made a movie about this. This would be a hell of a movie, you know. Yeah. Well, that was that was like in the seventies. They made movies about guys like this. Now it's like forbidden fruit to talk about stuff like this. Yeah, it might offend someone. Yeah. Bruce Campbell actually talked about Mondo films once. Not like the old Mondo films, but in the 90s. I remember reading in a, I think it was Fangoria, where he came out and he was just like, yeah, all these fucking young 20-somethings are buying up these death tapes. It's like, he he said it was actually really disturbing to him. Because it's like, I don't know what's going on in their minds. Like, are they getting off on this shit? Especially in the, the later days. When it just yeah, they were getting scenes of death. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Because a lot of these later ones, they were edited like porn. They weren't edited like yeah. documentaries. They were edited like porn. You know, let's get the money shot, slow motion. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was um Trace's death three. They had a guy chained up to car, two cars, each arm chained up to a car, and just as they ripped them in half. For real, this was out of Iraq. It was a real footage. Like you heard a feedback of a guitar, and then da 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 da. You know, and this you hear this like death metal song going. The guy as they're ripping this fucking guy apart. Oh, here's the the SS Enterprise guy, just standing on the street with a fucking gun. He, I mean, he shot some people, but still. He was sh- yeah, he was sh- shooting at driving cars, passing cars. That's why the cops shot him, because he was shooting at um, passing cars. I mean, how hard it would have been to aim at this motherfucker's hand with a gun in it. Yeah. But they just, boom, 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 just unloaded. Yeah. Yeah, cops will kill you. The SS Enterprise was that um what's that um not Branch Davidian? Remember the um the hill the comet people that all killed themselves yeah. wearing Nikes? That's what he reminds me of. Like he was like, We're from outer space, uh-huh. we're gonna join a comet. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Well, if you didn't have all these motherfuckers that were smelling, selling, and smoking weed in the day jails, you'd have room <laughs> for the motherfucking murders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The drug, the it's the jail. Jail. They try to. This film does um say yeah, the jails are filled with murderers. Nah, they're filled with drug offenses, small time drug offenders. Yeah. Which I say, let them people out. You know, if you're called, you're serving like life in prison because it was your second time smoking pot. Homicide by nine nine nine. (laughs) 
<laughs> there you go, the punk rock director. <laughs> now, I like how the footage is, the punk rock guy, they're showing footage of punkers. You can tell by looking at her face that she's just bullshitting him right there. You think so? Yeah. Pay two thousand dollars for an eleven-year-old girl. Yeah. It just she had that look on her face like she's just gonna bullshit and say whatever the fuck he wants to to get that money. Yeah. <gasps> Gay porn. Was this was L.A., right? Yeah, this, this was, was LA, the right? Sunset yeah. Strip, the L.A. News. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they're always a rough trade if you was a hustler. That's not a new yeah. thing. Oh, I love that motherfucker right there. I mean he just whipped. <laughs> yeah, did the karate kick to the face? He's got the big scar. He's got the stitches and scar on his neck. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that's like Bud Dwyer suicide. Same thing, the blood. When you shoot yourself in the mm-hmm. mouth, the blood pours out of your nose, yeah. Yeah. What are these, like teenage prostitutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, just street This is street. where it gets really exploitative, yeah. Street punks. Yeah, this is when it really gets exploitive. This movie really wanted to stick your nose in the shit and make you smell it. Yeah. Not an exploitive way, but in a, this is a here, you know. Yeah. Oh, here's your kids out in the streets fucking getting killed for drugs and prostitution. Yeah. God damn. I've actually seen a lot of these from a... Punk rock was the soundtrack to all this violence and anger. Yeah. (laughs) God damn, such a cold-blooded motherfucker Yeah, I'm sorry to get quiet Sorry audience to be quiet But it's like when they have a serial killer Sitting on the stand confessing It's like hard to Really talk. Yeah. Jesus, God. Yeah. In a way, I don't think they should have played that in court. Well, they wanted, they want, they were going to let people know this guy. Because it's one thing to hear about the killing, you know, and someone describing it. It's another one you actually see or hear the audio. Of the torture yeah. itself of when someone's getting killed. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, in the seventies is when shit got really rough. Yeah. Twenty five men. Yeah. Yeah, that's how common that it got. Someone killing twenty one boys or oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Pogo the fucking clown. Pogo the fucking clown. People, I wonder how many people that use it nowadays really know where fucking Pogo comes from. Um, Probably not, because I remember I pointed it out on um the Joker website. Oh, Pogo's yeah. Comedy Club, and look at his makeup. It's very similar to John Wayne Gacy. People are like, who? Oh. And I'm well, like, here, I'm look at this fucking footage. He <laughs> has the same thing, sharp. Pointy. Yeah. Why? Part the clown, yeah. Ugh. What's that? Um, there's a death metal song called um, Gacy's Across Space. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that stuff wasn't them glorifying it. It was just them dealing with all this fucking violence. Yeah. They grew up in their fucking one through twenties. Yeah. Well, yeah. In the nineties, there was a there was a big surge in like serial killer metal. You know, bands singing about serial killers. Yeah, you know, I'm harder than you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, the band Macabre. Like every album and every yeah. song is about. A killer, you know. It's like you know songs about even um oh what's that little girl that killed and got away with it like because she was so young she was like eleven years old nine years old or something like that. They did a song about her. Fifteen, damn. Yeah, I just <laughs> uh, when when you said we're gonna do this one, I was like, ah, damn. <laughs> it's gonna be hey, rough to sit here and try to comment. You're like, we could do that. Yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did bring it up. I did. That was my fault. Sorry, audience. <laughs> well, no, this one they. They're not really bringing it. I wonder why they discovered they glossed over the fact that those two were gay lovers. Dude, I don't know. I mean, this is 1980. Like, maybe they just figured that was a little taboo. Yeah. Too taboo. Because killing is one thing, and but, you know, he being paid gay, that's about that 100, 200 ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is another case of these motherfuckers that go out there and get involved in the killing, but when it comes time for them to get busted, it's, oh, God, oh, God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I only did what he wanted. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why he ratted him out. Oh, this one yeah. is heartbreaking. Yeah, talking to his mama about how he just killed a guy. What did the trailer say? The trailer got into um, an attempted murder every three minutes, a murder victim every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if that doesn't tell you what this movie is about. <laughs> yeah. This movie did not bullshit. Yeah, and, uh, and for, I mean, the stats are a little out of date, but, like, it was, like, Japan, England, and West Germany, because it wasn't a unified Germany yet. It was West Germany had the combined population of the U.S. So those combined population only had 6,000 murders a year. In the U.S. at that time period was 25,000. It's always funny when it's like strict religious families And he's got like serial killers You know Repression always does that And then it just explodes out yeah, that was Ed Gein. Like, his mom was obsessed with sex and sin and evils. And Ed Gein, he just had no sexual um, outpouring at all in his life. He didn't then have his nobody died, else. He, so when he died, he yeah. wanted to recreate his mom. Yeah, and then dug up other corpses to have sex with because he was never allowed to have sex. Well, no, there never was any proof of that. Ah, uh, he did. <laughs> They spend a lot of time on Wayne Hen- Hen- Henley here, don't they? Probably because they could get, that's the one they probably, you know, you can only work, use what you work with, you know. Yeah. Well, that was it. Um, The director of the film, he was a, a film historian and had and an art, and um, he had access to all these, this film footage from the vaults, like, because he worked as like an archival um, filmmaker, you know, saving archival films. And yeah, he had well, access the footage they got from this movie, they had to uh, find someone, and they paid him under the table, and he got him this footage. Yeah. Because this is raw news footage right here. Yeah, it is. No, that but that's what was funny. It's like they had all this news footage and archival footage, and then they'd slip in their own footage, and you couldn't really tell the difference. You couldn't tell their stuff they shot from the rest of it. And, I mean, their stuff was real, too. It's not like um, their stuff was made up like, you know, <clears throat> Faces of Death <laughs> tried to get away with it. Yeah. 
Wow, that's power. That that's that's. Oh, that's the hillside. One of the two hillside stranglers. Yeah. Impotent pimp ass motherfuckers who dressed up as cops because they and picked up girls. Yeah. But that was harsh. I wanted to hurt society where it would be hurt the most. Yeah, motherfucker trying to get me to leave him. I know, such a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. I mean, look at him just right here, just like you tell some motherfucker about movies you own. I own that movie, that movie, that movie, that movie. I didn't own that movie. This broad I never seen before, Jesus. And then he's like crying in court, like, please have mercy. Yeah. It's like the old joke said, there are no atheists on death row. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just funny in the way they the way they put this the way they cut this together, it's like showing him in court crying and then showing him like basically almost laughing about the girls he did kill and didn't kill. (laughs) <laughs> here's a, here's America's Republican on, Ted Bundy. Come on. I don't know. She want to come in here. No. What was that? Princess. Come on. Sorry. Yeah, this is when it switched from ugly, goofy motherfuckers like Gacy, Manson, and Bianchi. This guy was a future governor. He was being... Yeah, and a pretty boy. Yeah. Tortured and raped women. Jesus. If you ever get a chance to watch The Deliberate Stranger with Mark Harmon, it's a hell of a movie on the Bundy case. Yeah. But yeah, it's this is when the switch started seeing serial killers as pretty boys. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah. Oh, he's good looking. He's normal. He wouldn't kill nobody. Yeah, and dragging an eleven year old girl to a car, beating her. And have people are just like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, he committed he broke one of the cardinal rules of murder. Well, the number one rule. What? You don't kill nobody in Texas or Florida. No. You know why? That's uh, death row. Yeah. Texas and Florida have a 90% kill rate. <laughs> yeah. They don't fuck around in uh, Florida, Texas. Texas has yeah, a no. record of under 90 days between conviction and death row. 
they don't fuck around. Oh, what's the joke? While most states are trying to get rid of death row, Texas put in a... Ah, fuck, what is that? Uh, Put a (laughs) drive-thru. They put a speed through in there. Get them in Oh, my God. See, this is where it gets hard. What they're not saying is that the reason that Bundy was down in Florida is they indicted him up in Oregon, but he escaped from the courthouse. Yeah, he was one of the first two guys, uh, first guys uh, convicted on tooth print evidence. Yeah. Can you imagine being in such a frenzy that, you know, you have to get away with this murder, but you couldn't resist biting a woman's flesh, you know, where you leave your teeth? He he liked to do that. He was a biter. Yeah. A rain on your parade, Jack. Yeah, this is when the real Bundy's coming out, you know. Yeah. Well, he also had a sense of, like, privilege because he was so close to the higher-ups in government, you know, like uh-huh. like, he, like he was going to be a governor, <laughs> you know, and, and he was mingling with all these rich people, and then he figured he could just get away with it. Didn't he try to defend himself, too? Yeah, that's what the thing is there. He's trying to uh, uh, get rid of anyone who's going to testify against him. Yeah. One of the girls couldn't testify because she had severe brain damage and don't remember anything. What happened? Yeah, I haven't watched this in a while. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, it's bringing me back to the 90s when I used to watch this shit nonstop. And I don't know why I did it. Like, I was like a lot of people. It's just like, it's so taboo, so crazy. Oh, my God. But I think unlike a lot of people, I kind of just, like, got away from it. I was just like. Yeah. I forgot which one it was that, that I saw. And I just, like, I can't. I, oh, I know what it was. Banned from television. I remember watching that. Yeah. And there's a scene where a woman's... Go ahead. Sorry. There's a scene where a woman's trying to cross railroad tracks and gets hit by the train, and the body flies at the train, at the uh, camera. Now, I was watching that with a friend of mine who himself um, almost went up on charges for murder because he... Apparently, he wrote about torturing and killing a Korean prostitute while he was in the army. And I remember watching this documentary with him. What? Yeah. And when that woman was hit by the train, he just kept sitting there laughing. Why don't they listen to the serial killers when they say why they kill their fucking people? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Books for the Blind, read by a serial killer. 
wonder if you can still find those. 106 IQ. That's, yeah. Yeah. This guy right here in his interviews with the FBI, which his video's taken from, this is how we started profiling. Yeah. But, yeah, about that, you can only watch the fucking Bud Dwyer footage so many fucking times where you're like, okay, I'm fucking over it. Yeah. Well, um, oh, let me get back to it. In that particular case, though, when she got hit by the train, my friend kept replaying that scene laughing. And I remember sitting there looking at him, and I'm like, there's just, this is so wrong. This, and it really, and then after that, I stopped watching that shit. Like, I just, like, like I said, this is the only one I can watch. I can't watch any of those old discs and videos I had after he did that. Because I didn't find it funny. I was more just morbidly curious about it. Yeah. But my experience of sitting there with some guy actually laughing about it and thinking it's funny watching this woman get hit by a train over and over again really made me, I guess, nauseous. You know, I, I just got nauseous. I was like, oh, this is horrible. I don't want to see this shit again. I didn't find it funny. I don't want to be around people who think it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I understand the uncomfortable laugh, like, oh, shit, I can't deal with this mentally. Laugh. Yeah. But he was actually getting off on it. And this friend of mine, like I said, was in the military station in Korea and was arrested for the death of a prostitute. So yeah. I was actually probably sitting there with a serial killer watching a fucking serial killer film. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah, I mean, you could only watch the Bud Dwyer footage so many fucking times. That was the every, all of the nastiest stuff was on every yeah. fucking video. Yeah, Bud Dwyer made it, and every bootleg I got, every compilation I got, always had Bud Dwyer as, like, the end scene. Yeah. And did you ever get to see the Sister Lever review of uh, Faces of Death series? No, no. (laughs) I was never a huge fan of Faces of Death. (laughs) The best best part was they talked about how in most of the killings in Faces of Death, there was a third guy shooting the camera. Yeah. They gave him a nickname, the Asshole Cameraman. The asshole cameraman. Yeah, why didn't this asshole put down this camera and try to help him? Look, there's the asshole looking at somebody dying, not even trying to help. <laughs> True. So the director, Len, this, sec- this section with Kemper was directed by Len. Len, um, what's his name, uh, Schrader? Yeah. He said there was a break in filming where they they went to go get coffee and stuff, and he was alone. In the cell with Kemper. And Kemper turned to him and said, he looked him right in the eyes and said, I killed you. I killed everyone in my mind. And he said, and he said he just ran out really quick, like, guys, guys. (laughs) He he got scared by Kemper because Kemper just turned to him and said, I killed you in my mind. And he also, they also asked him, I don't know if it's in the documentary, they asked him about Charles Manson because Manson was serving in this prison at the time. And he goes, does Manson have any friends? And he literally turned to him and said, Manson only talks to the lizards. He don't have any friends. He was like, damn. <laughs> so I, 
put a fucking that pisses right on every every Charles Manson fan out there. Yeah, Manson didn't talk to nobody. Yeah. I mean, Kemper right here is just telling the fucking truth about why he did it. Yeah. You know? Like you said, yeah, they started profiling because of this. I'm trying to understand him, them. You know, I mean, really. They asked, uh, what's his gate? John Wayne Gacy, when they did an interview with him, he said, what would you do? It, knowing what you know about yourself to a one-year-old yourself, and he said, honestly, I'd take myself out back and shoot myself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why this one, this documentary is great again. I keep saying it because I keep thinking of the other ones where it's just like they'll show Kemp, they'll talk about Kemper's crimes, but they won't actually show interview of Kemper talking about his mental breakdown, like how what, him being a killer and trying to understand it. You know, they don't try to get real about it. They just you know here's I mean? the death. Isn't that cool? He admits he woke up one day and he said, "God damn, I am crazy." Yeah. Oh, I remember this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred million. Yeah, they guns. still had uh, shootouts between the clan and motherfuckers yeah. back in there. Yeah. Down with the clan and gunfire. Yeah, this is right before the clan went underground and became skinhead and militia. Yeah. Oh, you mean guys that are marching on capitals right now to reopen America? See, there you go, the death rattle, his last few breaths, yeah. That's what they call the death rattle when you're trying to get that last gasp of breath. Yeah. That they actually got that footage, that's harsh. No, really, we don't give a fuck. All we care about is our own little personal bubble or freedoms. Don't yeah. take away my freedoms. Don't take away my freedoms. Didn't you Hell, guys that's meet one of the, the things that got re- Trump elected. Yeah. If you elect a yeah. Democrat, they gonna come get your guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guns are still the big problem in America. And I'm not against guns. Like, I, I know people that own guns. My problem yeah. is the fact that, like, there's the regulations we had aren't being enforced. Some crazy yeah. fucking still walk out to a gun show and buy a gun. You know? Oh, and this whole bit right here, the end sequence with John Lennon, was forced yeah. on Leonard Schrader and a director by the... Oh, producer. Um, Yeah, the, the producer. Japanese producer. Yeah, yeah because... They well, wanted, and and they American actually producer, said... They wanted it to have a happy ending. Yeah. Well, actually, the director, um, what's his name, uh, wanted this. They went and personally filmed this. 
they flew they flew out to New York because they didn't want to end the film just focusing on John Lennon's death. They wanted to focus on the people um, celebrating him, you know, his life. Well, I'm just talking about the whole John him. Lennon segment, period. Well, no, they said that was an opportunity. They said they because there was so much shooting going on while they were making this film, they're trying to make a film about shootings, and shootings keep happening. And this was, like, one of the biggest ones to happen was, holy shit, John Lennon of the legendary Beatles got fucking killed by guns, by a document. You know, we're talking about a documentary about guns destroying America and the killing of America, and here's fucking John Lennon, the man of, of peace, trying to lead the peace movement is gunned down. So they said, there you go. From Kennedy to John Lennon was the death of America right there. Like any yeah. kind of like hope and peace in America was shot down. But and there's gonna be I a quick scene if you look. I found out. I was only like ten. Well ten or yeah. twelve, but I remember where I was I was up staying a night staying a night with my grandma and they mm-hmm. mentioned this on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I forget where I was. Okay, so they're gonna zoom up and they actually kind of, this is the little cornball, but they, one of them spots a bird flying over the crowd, and they were like, that's John Lennon's spirit looking over the uh, people I know. that are mourning him. So. Still, after as hard-hitting as the rest of this movie is. Yeah. This but yeah, they didn't want to get into, yeah. Fit. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But then they, at the same time, it does because it's it, they, and they didn't want to focus on like news footage of him getting shot or like pictures of the body. They wanted to end it with Kennedy was shot down. That was the big big explosion of the bomb. There it is, the bird that they yeah. they purposely um, filmed to say that was John Lennon's spirit. And then it start cues up the song. They actually purposely just filmed that bird just yeah. because he had it in mind when they flew out there to get this footage that they were going to do that and play yeah. this song. I mean, you can really tell that this was filmed at the last fucking second. Yeah, no, they, yeah. but And they said they were the only ones out there with a film camera. The other people that came out there was with video camera, which they said with, with news cameras, which was video. After 10 years, video emulsion breaks down. Their film is still here. Yeah. So if all those news cam- cameras that were there filming this didn't back their shit up, it's gone. So they probably have, and they probably have the best footage of uh, the morning for um, John Lennon, which kind of reminds me of when Kurt Cobain died and um, all the people uh, went to mourn Kurt Cobain, all the footage of oh, that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one of those that put Kurt Cobain up as God, but if you want to know why the grunge movement died, the second Kurt Cobain put that gun in his mouth, it was over. Over, period. He was murdered. (laughs) I'm I'm one of the people that believe he was murdered. The grunge movement died, period. And then they that was put one wife. of the nastiest stingers ever in a movie. Yeah. Fade to black. 
you thought you had yeah. a good feel-good moment? Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at everyone mourning, mourning John Lennon. Oh, violence is horrible. Why are you watching this? Four, what was it? How many at that vigil? Yeah, was, uh, why are you watching this? Five people were killed and two were random yeah. strangers. <laughs> and two people were shot at this vigil. At the vigil for John Lennon. That's supposed to be the, you know, yeah. cry for peace. Two people are shot there. And that's which is, again, America. problem with... Uh, uh, getting this to video is that fucking song. Yeah. The rights to that song, Imagine, by John Lennon. But yeah, this is still great. <sighs> the fact that it's still hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Took a lot of energy for me to get through this one. <laughs> But yeah, this of all of the Mondo films or the dark films or the death films, this is the only one I would recommend to someone to watch. Yeah, if someone goes, Hey, you watch those dark sh- you watch those death films, which one? This is the one I would recommend. Because it's yeah, it's not just exp- it's not just porn. It's not just death porn, you know? You it's actually a statement on America and what the fuck are we gonna do, you know? After yeah. um, they were done filming this, they said up to a year or two, all three the three guys, the guys that made this they were all fucked up. Like it took them a while to get over the horrors of what they witnessed and what they filmed. You know, especially the editor, he 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 went through all this shit and he said it no, took a long a, time for him to get over. The story that ends that article I read is that. Uh... Uh, Leonard Schrader talked about how he was having trouble to sleep. He was sweating, couldn't sleep. And then yeah. one night, he stuck a gun in his mouth and started nursing on it, and he slept like a baby. <laughs> yeah. But three weeks afterwards, he was cool. He slept. And then it didn't work anymore. And then he realized he was nursing on an empty gun. And he said he knew if that son of a bitch was loaded, that he would sleep like a baby. And he did. <laughs> yeah, no, this shit fucks you up, you know? And they they always talk about desensitization, like, like oh, you see some of it, so much of it, you just don't care. I don't think that's always true. I think for me, it just, it, it kind of just, it didn't make me not care. It just made me go, fuck, I hate humans. <laughs> like, this is what we're capable of? And the yeah. animal stuff oh, I always avoid. Every time I pop in one of those. Sensitive. You know, it's like, 90% of people that watched it were like, look how tough I am. I watched this fucking yeah. video where a guy stuck a gun up his asshole and pulled the trigger. I'm tougher than you, motherfucker. Yeah, there's those guys. Then there's guys that get off on it, like literally, like my ex-friend, who yeah. I don't talk to anymore since that incident. Yeah, there was and, this guy um, who came in a chat room about OO, and he said, and I quote, if you don't watch shit like murder death, murder shit pieces, or in or toe tag films or any of that fake snuff shit, you're a pussy and not a real horror fan. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a fine line between this motherfucker on blast. <sighs> yeah, there, there, there's um, there's a different, there's a fine line between being a horror fan and then getting off on actual people being murdered. Yeah, you know, I'm like, there, I like a, for a motherfucker. Yeah, you know. I mean, come on, like that. There is a difference. I hate when people bring that up. Well, you watch that fake horror. You watch Terrifier or Friday Thirteenth films. That's all gory and death. Yeah, I can I can actually enjoy it because it's fake and I know it's fake. The yeah, real but if stuff, we watch the Friday Thirteenth scene film, and they had a scene with Jason gutting somebody with a chainsaw, it wouldn't affect us. But if the same person yeah. stuck a splinter through their foot before he did it. We'd be like, oh, God, oh, goddamn shit, oh, God, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> I mean, the outrageous never bothered me. What bothered me is the real stuff. Yeah, like you that know. scene from uh, uh, the exorcist where they're threading that tube into her heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that bothered me, putting it in her neck and, yeah. Yeah, see stuff like that, but come on, guys. So, like I yeah. said, yeah, I had my days in the '90s of fucking just being obsessed with these films, and this is the only one I can watch now. I don't know about you. Is there is there oh, any of the yeah, um, ones that you remember? And, uh, those two, but the reason this film is so powerful and it's still watchable is it has a philosophy. The quote, "Video drone." That's what makes yeah, it dangerous. Exactly. It has something to say, and it doesn't do, and the reason why Bowling for Columbine doesn't work, it doesn't do the finger-wagging, you're a bad person if you don't agree with what I said, shit. Oh, yeah, no, it totally leaves it up to the audience, like, how do you feel about this, you know, it doesn't, it's not saying, like, you're bad if you like this, or you're, look at these evil people, it's just saying, hey, look, there's a problem. You know. Yeah, I mean, it just throws that shit out. It's like, okay, what you going to do? What do you mean? Yeah. What you going to do? <laughs> yeah, a few people. Call responsibility. <laughs> this movie did play in America at one theater, the Public Theater in New York, in 1981. I think it showed like four times, and then that was it. It was gone. So it was like an art house type film, but it couldn't get distributed. So no, it never could got released not in America. Get distributed. Even in yeah. the days where companies were putting every bit, every little piece of shit they could, which is yeah. how we watched a lot of weird, bizarre shit in the eighties on VHS. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like hardcore. Did you ever see that one? The Satanic Porn. Where like a guy's fucking a girl, like it's real hardcore too. Like you, you see dick and pussy, and then he chop her head off. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Look that one up, kids. Hardcore. <laughs> and then people are like, ooh, I can't watch blood sucking freaks. I'm like, yeah, hardcore has someone cutting their head off, but they do that in blood sucking yeah. freaks too. Yeah, but it leads to a good joke. What's the matter? Never had a little head before. Yeah, no, like hardcore was definitely. That's probably one of the more extreme. It's up there with um, Necromantic, Their Toad King, you know, the George Baguera films. It's up there with those. 
hey, like I'm, it's super hey, shocking. Some of those films, I like Der Todeskind because like I said, it actually does have something to say. Yeah, it's it's very similar to The Killing of America. So and it has that same sensibility about it. It's like, hey, here's some real shit. Hey, here's some shit that happened. Hey, look at this but, underground shit that people are yeah. into. <laughs> you need to wash the taste out of your mouth, and you still want to listen to us. Next up, me and Carl are going to be watching the 1974 classic, The Street Fighter with Sonny Chiba. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Definitely tune in for that one. Oh, God, yeah. And it's the Shout Factory uh, one from the new set, and it actually had new footage I hadn't seen before. Ooh, that's always fun. I just yeah, uh... and thank you for listening. And next month we'll be going back on schedule because we'll be doing Fear No Evil. Yay! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love the punk rock scene in this. I love how it showed the grimy side in there. It didn't, you know, most films would show the middle class, you know. Oh, yeah. we're going to show the middle class to be safe and all that. Not this one. This one's like, we're going down to the bad side of town. Yeah, no, they went right to where, like, the prostitute kids are, the drug addicts. You know, yeah. especially during the Manta scene, I was actually kind of shocked that they didn't go and show, like, the um, nice sunny neighborhoods, you know. They didn't spend a lot of time on that. They went straight to the fucking grimy side of America. Well, how many people, even by 1982, knew the Manson case in and out? Yeah, true. It was on every fucking magazine. It was, like, on every news show. Yeah. Helton Manson was, Manson was played out even selling then. books in the 70s. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually looking at my disc now, and I got, like, fucking A&E's classic choices, serial killers. <laughs> and a profile of Dahmer, Gacy, of course, Charles Manson <laughs> has his own disc in it. Yeah. Oh, here it is. And that's a band. thank you that's for listening, one. and thank you for putting up with this. This was tough. Yeah, this, was, this, one, this one was hard to get through. <laughs> But you, but Carl, but Fred did pick a beautiful song to end this show with, and Hipper, here it is. Really, what I would have done to really go against the whole Beatles. Imagine there's no thing. I agree with you. I would have. I wouldn't have played Imagine. I would have played this one. Happiness is a warm gun. <laughs> it fits the tone of the movie. Oh. Yeah. I, that. Yeah. <laughs> that is one. That's of what the, I said. Dude. That proves it. Fred is a punk, because that's a punk statement to put that song there. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. Okay, see you next month. And tomorrow night is episode 500 with Felipe Mora. Be there. She's not a girl who misses much. The touch of the velvet hand Like a lizard on a windowpane The man in the crowd With the multicolored mirrors On his hobnail boots Lying
time with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust. Episode 498.